Good morning, church. It is uh, good to be together. And uh, Twyla and team, thank you so much for uh, that uh, worship. I've, I've not been in a lot of gatherings where there's much singing yet. And I realized how much I miss it. And to be able to worship with the body of Christ in this way just really moved me this morning. This morning signals a, a fairly significant transition uh, within the body here at East Pete. And uh, as we're gathered together today, uh, what uh, we're going to kind of walk through five to seven minutes uh, is really centered around just uh, an acknowledgement of that, uh, that shift in transition. We've been on a journey uh, here in this congregation, and uh, this is actually, I was in this building once during uh, the, uh, the pandemic uh, just for a meeting, and this is my first time gathered in here for worship, and it was, uh, again, just really, really rejoicing in being here. But a, a brief journey uh, that as an overseer I look at and say, wow, I couldn't have planned this any worse except that I didn't plan it. And that is, uh, as Jeff and I began to interact and connect, I realized there was clearly God calling Jeff uh, to something new. And uh, that it was, the time was now, but inside I wanted to say the time can't be now yet. <laughs> um, and so that walking kind of at a distance from a congregation because you weren't meeting and all that kind of stuff was not how I would like it to be, but it was what it was. And began to meet in that context then with the board. And I just want to acknowledge that you guys have an amazing board. They're not perfect. Now, they would acknowledge that. But being able to walk with them through that transition, doing a lot of, of, of Zoom, uh, that context from Zoom, which is, it is very challenging to do normal conversation interaction. It's hard to work a transition through that. And I just want to really speak words of blessing and affirmation uh, for the board and for the co-chairs, Tracy and Jonathan, who uh, couldn't be with us today. Um, at least, I, I know Jonathan's not here. Is Tracy not here as well? Okay, so I suddenly said that. I thought, I didn't, I didn't know that for sure. Um, also, as the group here, minus Jonathan, Jonathan's a part of this group and, and uh, wasn't able to be um, We're called forth by the board, part of a discerning process, um, and in that, uh, the board, in their work, uh, particularly a, a member coming up with the, the sense of bridge team, uh, we've a bridge team and what bridge means and, and it's still being formed in us but you can get the imagery bridging between um, and uh, allowing that bridging to happen the one thing I want to clarify that as a, as a bishop I'm in many transition processes and in those places I'm usually closely involved but I'm not really directly engaged in the oversight of the congregation the sense of walking day to day week to week so I really defer to the team them working at those things, but I'm very input for counsel uh, and for walking in that uh, as, the, as the overseer uh, for this congregation. In that context, uh, the board did not name a leader for this team, uh, and uh, we began to meet as a team walking through that process, and in that context, we as a team invited Katrina uh, with, uh, with board affirmation uh, to serve as the uh, bridge team recognizing that while she was leading the team, the six of us are leading the congregation together in this transition. The one thing we can't tell you is we don't know how long this 
and bridge team will last. We don't have the, that clear yet. One thing we know is we're committed to each other and we're committed to this congregation and we're committed to walking together in that process. So I'm going to let Katrina as leader share a couple of things here um, and we'll continue on uh, with our, with our uh, uh, little exercise here together. Thank you, Keith, for sharing. I do want to say thank you, too, as, as Keith recognized, to the church board in calling this team together. We are um, honored and, and humbled by this opportunity. And I want to thank each one of you as part of this congregation. Thank you so much for your prayers and your support as we enter this journey together. It's been such an encouragement to have people call or text or or talk to me here and just say, just want you to know that we're praying for you, we're praying for the bridge team. That means so much, and I just want to encourage that to continue to happen um, as we continue on this journey. Um, our team's been meeting together since the beginning of June, and um, one of the things that became very clear as we started looking at um, responsibilities that need to be covered is that Jeff tended a lot. And Jeff, thank you so much for all the ways that you have covered and cared and tended for things here in our congregation. We're recognizing that it's taking six of us to carry that same load that Jeff carried. And we really, really appreciate um, all that you have done with us and for us in our community. As we begin in these early stages, um, our primary focuses right now are on team development for us as, as a team, as we do that through prayer and just being together and conversation and discernment. Um, as you can recognize, having six people together making decisions and processing together, it takes time. And so that is a significant um, part of that. I did just want to say Jonathan and Tracy are on a family vacation right now, so they are well. Just wanted to let you know um, why they're not here this morning. And we do have a candle here on the table representing Jonathan for something we're going to do here in just a little bit. The other thing that we're focusing on right now as a bridge team is just covering responsibilities. Most of those are connected to our first two core values of worship and community. So we're focusing on preaching and worship gatherings, um, pastoral care, welcome ministry and prayer ministry and family life ministry. Um, so those are the things that we're giving attention to right now um, in these early parts of transition. As we continue to move forward, we really want to be attentive to our other core value of mission. And this is something that um, I look forward to and I'm excited about. This is definitely a challenging season with COVID-19 to engage in mission. We need to be creative, and, and so I just encourage your prayers around that and your ideas. How is it that God is calling us to reach out to those in our neighborhood um, and beyond that? Another area that is in the future for us is to be attentive to our future leadership needs. This is a team that is in this bridge season this transitional season we are functioning as as leaders as all six of us together um, but we look towards also what is in the future and I just wanted to let you know that that is something that um, we will share more about in the weeks and months ahead as we continue to discern together 
So our goal as leaders and all of us together in this transitional season, as we are just continuing on this journey of living to, learning to live and love like Jesus, is to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. And so I say that to us as a team, to all of us together as a congregation, that's always our goal, to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, to be listening to what the Spirit is saying, but especially in seasons of change and transition. It's a time for us to be especially attentive and very intentional to be paying attention. So I'm excited for what lies ahead, and I just want to thank all of you for the love, the support, the trust, and the prayers that we feel. And um, I look forward to what God has for us. As a symbol this morning of this transition, um, we have asked Jeff if he could be part of this leadership transition through this symbol. And Jeff, I want to invite you forward. Um, and as we engage with this time, I just invite you to be also recognizing for yourself what this transition means for you and how that is for you. Change is not something that is always easy. And so um, let's just be attentive to that and to each other as we're in this season of change. Last week, I gave my last sermon. This week is, but there's more. No, I'm just using like a really bad TV ad, right? It is an honor and a blessing to stand with you as the outgoing pastor as we look at the future of East Petersburg Mennonite Church, as we look to bless it and to welcome it. In 2017, when I was becoming lead pastor, I took to a week-long retreat in that November, it wasn't even officially named yet that I'd be lead pastor. I had just applied. And I took to November on a really rainy, cold, damp week to hear from the Lord. And while I was there, there were five things that I felt the Lord continued to give me as focuses for my role as lead pastor. And one day, as Annalie and I were sitting in the Harborside Cafe and Restaurant, I decided as I watched the rain hit these crabbing boats coming in to finally sit down and write these five things down. I wanted to create healthy and scalable vision, values, and rhythms to create a healthy capacity of growth for disciple-making and neighborhood connections. I wanted to create a healthy sense of stewardship around our building, which is where the building renovations came from, right? To create a journey for healthy governance, and lastly, to model healthy transition. And the image that was with me when I saw that was really me holding a baton like in recess and being able to pass it on to whatever or whoever was next in the role of leadership at East Petersburg Mennonite Church. As I announced and began to let go of my leadership here, I realized that fifth model, that fifth example, was not something I was seemingly going to get to live into until Katrina reached out to me. Keith and others have offered, well, it could also mean this, right, redefinitions of how to see that I still accomplished that fifth thing. But man, it wasn't fulfilled inside me to this morning as I stand and look at who and what is next for leadership at our church. When I started here in 2013, my first Sunday, I was warmly welcomed by many of you. 
There was also a few that said, you're not welcome here on my first Sunday. That was a heavy shadow to start ministry under. I realized early on that if we spent our time as leaders pouring out our relational equity and our influence on whatever is next, the way of letting go, of wiping off our dust of the past and giving it over to the future that we could probably actually open brighter futures for us. How cool would it be if all the leaders that we have lost, the previous leaders, would have blessed the future of the church rather than remained nameless influences and confusion? As I began to practice what it looks like to bless upcoming leaders, you know that when we brought Josh and Tarek in, we really got to have these big parties. And now I get to stand with the bridge team. So bridge team, I'm going to tell you something. You're split around me now. You are in an important role. You are in a unique season. Not just for our church, but look around. We are in a unique season of the world. You carry great relational equity and favor and grace that only a pastoral leadership leader from the outside would hope for. As my friend Lance Pitlock says, influence primarily happens through relationship. The deeper the relationship, the more influence you can exercise. Do not waste the equity, the favor, and the grace you have. Do not try to reach expectation and comfort. Do not say we're just filling in the cracks until something better comes along for leadership. Now is the time to spend your equity, your favor, and your grace to bring our church into a new era with new vision and to move forward. There are too many. These two are gifts of God, and you will use them, and I hope you will shape our future. When Carl Vaders was here last summer, uh, he told us, focus on the great commandment, the great commission, and the great compassion. These are the things that are at the heart of God the Father. They are what we see exemplified through the life of Jesus, and they are what the Holy Spirit longs to define us with as a church. Walk in that power and authority. Love, disciple, heal, and set people free. Chuck Swindoll once said, leadership is not optional. It is essential, essential for motivation and direction. He goes on to describe it as an ingredient that every re- uh, uh, in the organization's recipe, every organization needs. He says, but if you take away leadership, it isn't long before confusion replaces vision, moral erodes, and enthusiasm fades. These are the things that you are tasked with. What God desires to do next depends and deepens based on how you lead. Church family, this is who God has brought you in this season. Direct your eyes and your communication to him. To have good leaders, you must have excellent followers. Now, that is not a line that we like to hear in an Anabaptist church where we celebrate the priesthood of all believers. But one cannot lead well if the people they are leading and organizing do not support, follow, encourage, honor, and help them along every step of the way. Be great 
followers and supporters. Look to encourage, equip, and empower them every step of the way. Look at them and this task with new eyes. Pretend that, hey, maybe we haven't done it well. And go out of your way to pray for them, to encourage them. It is important to the survival of the church community which we all love. I believe this team has what it takes, and they will lead well if you follow well, if you allow them to. My charge to you is this. In 1906, a small congregation became defined in a peculiar way, one that I hope defines us as well. And one missiology, as he, missiologist writes as he looks at this church, while the mission of this congregation was just ordinary people, they were people who were hungry for God, and they were willing necessary to violate social structures and bear great fruit as they did. That church, Azusa Street, became not only the place of the greatest revival of the Holy Spirit in America, but it became a place, a hot spot of racial reconciliation. But look how history remembers them. They were a people who were hungry for God. Let that define you as you follow the bridge team. Bridges are an interesting thing. Some are small, over a creek, or as we say in the southern end, a creek. And as I light this flame, now for Jonathan, and in a minute for the rest. I will say that bridges, we tend to think of them as temporary, as something you just drive over on your destination, on your way to grandmother's house, we say, right? But bridges are strong. They are mechanical feats. They are made out of triangles, the strongest shape there. And as you guys become the leaders, and as you become the followers of this great group, I encourage you to see yourself not as temporary, but as the greatest supports and the strongest pieces of what makes church happen. One of my favorite bridges to drive across is outside of Annapolis, Maryland. We were going to have a problem if yours didn't light. I was going to take that as a Holy Spirit thing. I'm just teasing. <laughs> One of my favorite bridges to drive across is Annapolis, Maryland. It's four miles long as you depart from Annapolis and go over to Kent Island. It is a magnificent piece. It knows how to adapt and move with the wind. And it knows how to hold the cars, the people, with great support and safety. The image of the bridge is not just getting you from one side to the other but it's the support and the safety that you bring in the process as well. So Lord, as I light the candle of each one of these bridge team members, Lord, we ask that your Holy Spirit empower them to lead with vision, not with comfort. To lead out of uh, your voice and your invitation, not out of expectation. And history. Lord, as they lead, help them realize the support and the strength of their role, not seeing it as something that merely fills in the cracks between leaders. And Lord, as we welcome them as a church, 
May we follow well. May we encourage, empower, equip them each step of the way. But Lord, may we give them the capacity to hear from God and to lead us forward so that we truly can be a people on mission, a priesthood of all believers. May their enthusiasm carry over to us. Lord, we welcome them. We give them all that you want from them, and we will follow along. Amen. Team, this candle is yours. Take it and go. Thank you, Jeff. Blessings. Let's join together in prayer of a commissioning prayer. Uh, though I'm a part of this team, I'm also an overseer. So for these five, I'm able to pray this blessing. I just invite you to extend a hand, a blessing uh, uh, out to this team. Let's join together. Team, right now, in the name of Jesus, these five that I, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that working with them, I see the leadership call that is within them. In fact, I told all of them, met together, any one of you could pastor a church at some time, somewhere, someplace. And the Lord knows that this is now a place where you're simply leading and guiding and directing these people to use the gifts that you've planted in them. I thank you that I get to walk with them. I thank you for the bridge imagery. And I commission them, commission us to be about what you're calling us to do, to listen deeply and to obey. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you.